2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. It is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I am not Stevie TPFL. He is headed to Daytona to get the NASCAR season started off. Um, If you're interested in NASCAR DFS, Stevie provides the absolute best content in the industry. So make sure you purchase his NASCAR package here at Roto-Grinders. I am Keith Eister, ICE 819, if you prefer. I will be filling in for Stevie today. We have 10 NBA games, our last big slate before the All-Star break here. And here to help me break it down is Will Priester. You may know him
3: better as Chief, Chief Justice 06. Chief, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. You you mentioned it, and I think that's probably one of the most important uh, statements we're going to make. This is the last big slate before the All-Star break, and uh, we'll probably have some teams that maybe push their players to the max because they know this is it for a week. And others may say, hey, give them a break. Let them ride on in and, and, and rest those legs. Um, I'm sure we'll have some news flying around as the slate gets going tomorrow. But, you know, I, I think we'll still be able to uh, bring a few nuggets to light here uh, on the first first look pod, of course.
2: For sure, man. We were on crunch time together and uh, Boston kind of dropped a bomb on us. Uh, and then they decided uh, they were going to go ahead and play with Milwaukee as we were getting started recording here. Um, <laughs> that game's tied with three seconds left. So who knows yeah. what Boston's going to do, but props to them for hanging with Milwaukee tonight.
3: Yeah, that definitely crushed me tonight. I uh, in, in the, in the prop streets now, DFS, you know, you know, I think if you mostly stuck to the game plan we were talking about in terms of not, Getting off Giannis, I, I didn't play a whole lot of Drew. Who went postal here, but um, in, at least in terms of his scoring, last I saw he had 31 and Giannis had 29. That may have flip flop by now, but um, I did not Blake, expect. Blake Griffin
2: is the one that blew me away. Like Muscala played well. Like I could just see. I see the path to how that happened, but Blake Griffin out yeah. here playing like it's ten years ago. Turn
3: back the clock. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: Turn back the clock, man. All right, man. We've got ten games to break down. Let's go ahead and and jump right into it. Uh, we our first one of the night here: San Antonio Spurs at your Charlotte Hornets. We've got a two forty one total. Uh, Charlotte six and a half point favorites in this one. Um, Spurs injury report is littered with names yet again. Doug McDermott has a questionable tag. We still have Devin Vassell out. Trey Jones is out. Uh, Isaiah Roby, Romeo Langford, and Ken Birch are also out. Um, on the Charlotte side, um, Kelly Oubre and Cody Martin remain out, and we have Kai Jones with a questionable tag. So let's go ahead and start with the Spurs side. Should have a nice fast-paced game here. Not very much defense between these two teams. What are you liking in the first game of the night here, Chief?
3: Uh, battle of the bads. Uh, this is <laughs> – I mean, this should be a trap meet. Um, you know, typically the Hornets have been pretty rough inside. Um, you know the Spurs in terms of Keldon. I, I haven't played the Spurs mostly all year, uh, just because I mean, God, they've been—it's been so bad. But in this game, Keldon's now down to sixty-six hundred. He's been in the upper sixes, low sevens recently, and he's getting a matchup with the Hornets. Uh, I—he might be one of my favorite plays on the slate, and I hate playing the Spurs. Uh, but th- this is just – it's a good spot. You know, you've got Devontae Graham playing big minutes at 4K. He's going to be a good play today. Uh, Zach Collins at, at 5,100 uh, playing if, – if he plays 30 minutes, he's going to be a good play. I mean, this could be one of the biggest spots of the night right out of the gate at 7 o'clock. And, I mean, you mess around and stack this game the right way and you might be sitting pretty. But I, I do think the Spurs have – several pieces that, that we I've already mentioned and, and a few others that we need to consider for the slate for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, um, especially on big slates. I generally like to go light on the first couple of games, but game environment here, I don't recommend that today. Um, like you said, it's <laughs> going to be a track meet, big 241 total. Um, and a lot of these spurs are under price. Got some guys on the Charlotte side too. And when, when we get there, I, I like the Keldon call. Zach Collins with Charlotte struggling against bigs all season long. They trade away, traded away Mason Plumlee. Um, We're seeing Mark Williams play bigger minutes, but Collins should be able to do some things. Should see 30 minutes at 5,100. Um, I like the Graham call a lot. Uh, saw him really play well. Um, saw up to 29 minutes. Really tough matchup against Cleveland, too, and, I mean, he's still playing well. Um, still too cheap for his role here. As long as, as uh, Trey Jones is out, uh, Graham – should should have plenty of run. Branham is a guy who has played decently for them. He's up to 4,600, but still in play for me um, with a great matchup and a, and a a role as long as Trey Jones is out. Um, the depth, too, with Langford. And if, if McDermott ends up sitting, you might be able to get to a guy like Bates Um I think all kinds of spurs are in play here. Um, so definitely agree. Keldon is, is standing out as, as the top player here. I'd put Devontae Graham right there with him. I'll have plenty of Collins and Branham as well, but definitely think you're going to want some Spurs exposure. Um, let's flip it over to the Charlotte side. we got Lamelo priced up at 10-4. Is he worth getting to in this matchup? And uh, what uh, what else are you liking here on the Charlotte side?
3: I think he's close. Um, you know, I, I, Here's what I will say about Lamelo. You can op- absolutely play him standalone, but I think if you're – attempting to put pieces together from this game. If you decide that you want some type of a little 3-2 stack or you know two-one stack. I mean, no better player on this team to to attack than him. I mean, he's he's got the most upside. He's got he's got triple double upside for sure uh in this matchup. Um so I at 10-4, I don't hate it. One of the things that I do like about what I've seen this season is the scoring. And I know recently we've seen some games in the teens, but you know, most most games, he's mid-20s now, you know, in most of these games with upside for 30, plus the assist numbers, you know, and, and he's rebounding as well. So that, that's what makes it interesting, like this last game against Atlanta, which I feel like we should see or have a similar game environment to that one where it was 144, 138. He had 30, 15, and six. Like that – these are the type of, of spots that we want to attack – Um, game with Orlando 33 6 and 8 24 10 and 9 and that was against Boston at Boston you know he's got major upside man and in this spot I definitely think you you can use him to attack (laughs) inversely we talked about Charlotte being bad inside the Spurs have been bad inside as well you got Mark Williams at 5300 so he's a guy uh, that you can take a look at you know P.J. Washington he's been playing big minutes and you know pushing it to the mid thirties in terms of fantasy scoring. Um, I don't, I don't hate him as well. And then we have seen at least the last game or the past couple of games, we're seeing Gordon Hayward get back to scoring the ball. And I mean, he was down in the 4k range at one point. And of course, two big games and now he's back up to 5,800. But if he's going to play 35 minutes and take 15 shots, that's still too cheap in this spot. So, you know, this whole game, Outside of, I think, maybe LaMelo and probably Terry Rozier, everybody's underpriced. So I, I this is – I mean, I know we've taken probably the most time we'll ever take on the first game of a slate, but this is a big spot for this slate, I think. None of these guys are all-star – well, did, I don't think LaMelo – did a get the all-star team? I don't think he did. Um, I'll need to check that. I don't believe so. I can't remember. But either way, these guys, these teams have nothing to play for. So just play, last game for the week, and let's go home.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, price tag on Lamelo; he certainly has the ceiling to pay it off. This is the best matchup in basketball. The Spurs play fast. They are ranked dead last in defensive rating. Um, so certainly a great spot for Charlotte here. Um, you mentioned the price bump on, on Gordon Hayward. He was struggling for a long while after coming back from that injury. But the way he's played here recently, I think you have to take a look there. And then Mark Williams is, is probably my second favorite Charlotte guy behind LaMelo, just not expensive enough. We know he can give you over a fantasy point per minute. And if he's going to play in that 28 to, to 30 minute range, absolutely in play at 5,300. Um, Rogier kind of just priced appropriately. Same with PJ Washington, but definitely want multiple pieces of, of this game, I think. Um, all right, let's go ahead and moving on to our next game. Uh, we have the Chicago Bulls at the Indiana Pacers. 230 and a half is the total here. Indiana favored by two and a half. For the Bulls, uh, big news, De- DeMar DeRozan is going to miss a couple of games. We have uh, Alex Caruso questionable. Goran Dragic is probable. Uh, Lonzo Ball remains out. Javante Green and Derek Jones Jr. also out for the Bulls. On the Indy side, we have Miles Turner questionable and Daniel Tice questionable. Um Let's go ahead and start on the Bulls' side with DeRozan out. you have any interest here in some Chicago Bulls?
3: Uh, I do with Vooch, and then I'm on the fence with Zach Levine, um, but that's more price-related. But what I will say is this. We saw Levine miss a couple games earlier this season. I mean, excuse me, DeRozan missed a couple games earlier this season and Zach Levine was pretty much putting up 50 burgers the whole time. His scoring – if if I if I can remember, I think one game he put up forty plus. I think he had forty one or something like that. Um, and that was, and that might have been just last month. If I the season goes by so fast, I think it was probably last month. I I think Levine's in play, and you know we talked about the previous game, but this is going to be a good matchup for the Bulls against the Pacers. Um, I don't I don't mind Levine at all. I don't mind Vooch. Um, this is a spot where you know we 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 kind of talk about some of these weird cheap guys. I might almost play Andre Drummond in like deep deep field stuff here, at thirty four hundred. You know, I, look, I don't think he's going to go out there and get thirty, but he could he could have a turn back the clock moment. You know, if he picks up a few extra minutes, we we saw him get a few extra minutes against the Spurs, twenty one minutes. He put up a 50 spot. We've seen him go 15 minutes against Charlotte and put up 30. If Turner sits, Andre Drummond might put up 30 points in 15 minutes in this spot. So I think he's in play, um, but clearly not single entry or cash. But if you're running 150, I think you for for sure get some Andre Drummond exposure. Um, And then I'm not sure how they're going to handle – uh, AO and Kobe White. I feel like if Caruso sits, that's going to open it up a little bit more for Kobe White. If he gets 30 minutes at 4K, I'm in.
2: Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, the Bulls are not a team that I like to play a ton in DFS. Um, if all three studs are active, but with DeRozan out, I think you have to have interest in Vooch and Lean. We've seen both of them have big games in this spot before. You mentioned the matchup, it's outstanding against Indiana. So definitely think they are worth paying up for. And then the, the situation with the guards is also very interesting. Um, Io at 4,400, Kobe White at 4K. Definitely both in play if Caruso sits. I think you can take some shots on Caruso if he plays here. Like it, It's hard to figure out the rotation around these guards. Like, Drogic will get his like 12 to 15 minutes probably. Um, and then they kind of just rotate io kobe and, and caruso a little bit they're all going to play like around mid-20s um but with the matchup i think I'd, I'd take some shots on caruso being the cheapest but if he's out yeah. totally agree io and kobe white for sure and i, I love the drummond call man I'm, I'm completely there with you um they're short on bodies as well like drummond hasn't been a like a full-time member of the rotation all season but with yeah. Derek jones jr and javante green out as well if alex caruso ends up sitting here i think. Drummond is most certainly in the rotation. And like you said, like 15 minutes, he could absolutely crush his $3,400 price tag. So don't mind that call at all. Um, on the Indy side, it it kind of depends on Miles Turner. I, I wouldn't mind playing some Turner. He's a bit pricey at 7,300, but I know I want some exposure to the Bulls with DeRozan out. Um, so I wouldn't mind taking a shot there. Halliburton is probably the guy that, that makes the most sense as a run back um is is a big ask but he has shown plenty of ceiling this season he can certainly pay that off have to see what the ownership looks like if he's if he's coming in at 20 on a big slate i'm probably not getting there uh but if, if he's showing under 10 i i have interest there if turner were out like the big situation they have so many bigs still um Unless Tice were to sit, then maybe you could look at somebody like Isaiah Jackson. Um, but they they generally don't give any of these big bigs a ton of run, even if Turner is out. Um, I know they released Goga, um, but you still have guys like uh, uh, with Jalen Smith there. Like they still have plenty of bodies. O'Shea Brissett with some run as a big. So the depth on in, Indy, I'm, I'm not terribly interested in, but I, I am looking for a piece to run it back here. Um, with some Chicago exposure. Maybe a guy like uh, Matherin, who sees a big usage rate off the bench, I could get to him at 4,800. Uh, how about you? Any interest in these Pacers?
3: Yeah, a little bit. I I, I do think ben- Benedict has kind of been my guy almost all season because they don't really price him up because they kind of can't. Right. But he comes off the bench, and it's typically going to get you 20-ish or 20-plus fantasy points. And then if you're telling me they're down – A a crucial piece and he's going to play like these past couple games, he's played over 30 minutes a game. Well, he's going to play over 30 minutes against the Bulls who will probably have, I don't know, nine bodies, 10 bodies, whatever they'll have. I'm in. Um, And and I know we can't bank on him getting 30 minutes per se, but at least the past three games up through the All-Star break, that seems to be the trend. Not 35, but I think he's been 31, 32, 30, something like that. I like Benedict. He'd probably be a favorite along with Halliburton. I wish I could play Buddy Heel. Like he's kind of a guy where it's like, man, you know, you wish you could, but I just don't think he has enough ceiling. Generally speaking, like he'll have some games where he'll pop, but all in all, I just I, I don't want to pay sixty four hundred. So for me, the main guys Halliburton and um, and Benedict and. Uh, and I'll go from there. Now, now if Turner sits, all these cheap bigs, I I do think so. And, and and Daniel Tice, if he sits too, like now I'm interested in, in Jackson, for sure. Like I'm big time interested at, at 3600.
2: Yeah, like when they do get run, they they all put up a lot of fantasy points per minute. So. um Definitely have to have some interest. I think if Turner and Tice both sit, if, if Turner sits and Tice plays, it's still a little bit of a shaky situation. Um, they would still be great tournament plays, though. Kind of agree with you on Heald. Like you just you need him to make a bunch of threes for him to get there. Um, not something that I, I generally like to chase. Yeah. All right. Next game here we have Detroit Pistons taking on the Boston Celtics. Um, injury report for Detroit pretty clean. Cade Cunningham remains out, obviously, and Marvin Bagley is out. No injury report out yet for Boston as they are still playing here on Tuesday night. Um, we know that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will not play, um, so just food for thought there. Um, it was announced that Al Horford will be playing on Wednesday after sitting on Tuesday. Um, Robert Williams, that situation that they pulled on Tuesday, it feels like they really want him to play Wednesday night. He only played 13 minutes unless he has checked into overtime, but I I do not believe he has. Um, And there was a report that Marcus Smart has a chance to come back in this game, too. So I expect to see Marcus Smart questionable on the injury report, and I'm guessing he'll be a game-time decision. So all kinds of stuff we're going to be waiting on for Boston here. But I have to imagine we have some interest here with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum out, the way Derek White has been playing. Um, But let's go ahead and start off with the Detroit side. Um, Are you going to be able to find any pieces on Detroit here? Uh, to play on the other side of your Boston exposure?
3: Uh, I mean, maybe. Like, it's just weird for me because, like, the other night, like, Jaden Ivan, I know he had some foul trouble, but 27 minutes, you know, it's like it, this team is just all over the place. Yeah, um, Jalen Duran is 5,400. I don't think I want to take that chance against Boston. Even, but we saw him against the Spurs put up 66. Once again, that was the Spurs. Uh, you know, Isaiah Stewart, another similar situation. Playing men all over the place. I just, I don't think it's worth it on this slate. When we've got so many, so much goodness in the Charlotte game, the Spurs game, the, the Indiana game. You know, we've got uh, another game coming up here that I think, you know, in the 8 o'clock area that we're going to love. I think I'm just going to fade the Detroit Pistons tonight. I don't need to, rack, to scramble my brain about where these men are going to end up if the wrong situation happens.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, Detroit's just a really tough team to play. Even We saw Boston. Um, like, they play good defense, even even with Tatum and Brown out. There's still plenty of good defenders on this team. Um, Robert Williams barely played. Uh, Muscala actually had a pretty good game inside defensively as well as offensively. So Boston mm-hmm. has plenty of depth. Detroit's still the worst team um, in this game. It's not even close, and it's their rotation mainly. Like they just they start out their rotation so much, nobody plays thirty five minutes. It's tough. Um, So it's it's kind of with you. Yep. Um, Probably not the game environment or the matchup. Too big of a slate to target Detroit. Um, Let's go ahead and kick it over to the Boston side. Obviously, lots we're still waiting on here, Um, but with Tatum and Brown out, uh, what are you looking at for Boston?
3: Yeah, I mean, do we think? Do we think Tatum sits in this game? I do. They I, already I said he was he, he was going
2: to miss two games. Yep. So Tatum, okay. Tatum right. is, I think he'll be listed out on the original injury report. Yep. Gotcha.
3: Gotcha. I mean, I, we're back to business here. I hope Marcus Smart doesn't play. Like, just yeah,
2: right. Then just you just jam out. in all the Derek White, right? <laughs> like,
3: yeah. I mean, <laughs> White, Brogdon... I mean, I think I think I'm almost positive Williams is going to play since he sat the other night, and Al Horford is probably going to be back unless they decide to uh, sit him another game ahead of All Star break for age. I mean, we'll be back to you know this, and this would be a big time spot for Rob Will. Like he, he would just dominate in this game. So all of these pieces, once again, I know you said it looks like Smart's targeting coming back tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't play a full compliment. At any rate, Derek White's safe and Rob Will are safe. I think you can play either of those guys and be perfectly fine. Brogdon's going to be safe as well. I, I don't yep. think anything's going to happen to, you know, what he's got going on. Um, and I I guess I'm trying to think about how they would start. If it was smart, Quebec. I guess it's smart, White, uh, Grant Williams, um, Horford, and then maybe – Williams or maybe they'll play Hauser because because Williams can play three or four because of his size, but something to that effect. But all, all that that collection of guys, they're going to play minutes. And I still think Hauser and Pritchard play minutes as well. Um, I mean, I think we'd be all aboard the Boston train yet again. They're all cheap enough to play.
2: Yeah, I um, agree with you, Robert Williams. I, I loved him on Tuesday night until they announced he was not starting. This is an even be- better matchup, a much better matchup here against Detroit. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of. I would kind of be surprised if Smart made it back for this game. Like, there's one more game before the All Star break. What's the sense in in rushing him back? Unless they're just going to do something like run him out there for 20 minutes just to get him a little run before some time off.
3: I yeah.
2: I don't know. I I can't see Smart playing the full complement of minutes. So totally agree with you. Very interested in Derek White. Dude just has just been smashing. Price is up there but it, it doesn't matter um he's gonna play the minutes for sure brogdon's still listed at, at 6k definitely in play as well um and then the value pieces hauser and williams in particular i think as long as as brown and tatum are out like they're gonna get they're gonna get enough minutes to pay off these price tags down here in the in the 4ks so um, again, another great matchup here. We talked about two good matchups in the first two games. Detroit is another outstanding matchup. So Boston in a really good spot. Um, and we've only talked about three games, and I think we want pieces of all of them. Uh, yeah. Seven left to go. <laughs> let's, let's let's go ahead and keep on moving. We've got the New York Knicks at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, 234 is the goal in this one. Atlanta favored by two and a half. Um, the New York injury report, only Mitchell Robinson remains out. And the Atlanta Hawks pretty clean as well. They do have John Collins listed questionable. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is probable. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Knicks here. Uh, you like anything on the New York side of this game?
3: Uh, I'm not thrilled about it. I mean, Jalen Brunson's been playing out of his mind, man. Like this is, I mean, this is starting to get ridiculous. I mean, I, I thought that perhaps they would dial it down that like him and once RJ got back, the hit score would take a dip, and maybe Randall would take a dip, and it would kind of you know smooth itself out into more even numbers, him at 25, Randall at 25, RJ 18 to 20. It's nothing like that. Uh Brunson continues to score what feels like 30 points every <laughs> game. And the fantasy score is their last three games 30, 38, 40. Um I mean, even before that in Orlando, he had twenty-five. Before that in Philly, twenty-one. The scoring is there. I think in tournaments, you just take a shot. So, I mean, if he's going to put up fifty-five fantasy points, at eighty-six hundred, I take that. If you told me today Jalen Brunson puts up fifty fantasy points, even at eighty-six hundred every day, I take it every day. I don't think I think we'd all take it. So, I think we have to consider him now. Ironically, Josh Hart. Uh, and I, this is a Brooklyn game. I get it. Took 14 shots in that game. If we're going to get 14 shots, or from Josh Hart, that's not something we're accustomed to. You know, if they're not going to ask him to just rebound and defend at 5700, I'm going to have to consider it. If he's going, because at that point, if he's taking 15 shots, you got to think he's as an NBA player, he's going to shoot. God, I, I would have to say 40. Now, I know he shot four of six from three, but still, like, if you took away nine points from him, he's still at 30 fantasy points. I, I think I, I think you consider Josh hard. He only played 28 minutes. He was very efficient against the Atlanta Hawks in an up-paced game. Uh, I do like it. Um, Randall might be on the outside looking in for me today. I, th- I think Randall's a last piece okay, but I'm not going to force myself to play him, if that makes any sense.
2: The Randall being priced up at 9,900 and the way Jalen Brunson is playing. I mean, I'll just save the money down to Brunson every time. I think. Um, agree with the Josh Hart call, looked really good in his first game with New York. I don't know that he'll take 14 shots and like he was 10 of 14 from the field. You certainly can't expect that again. Um, but he's still only 5,700. He doesn't need to to give you 40 fantasy points at that price. Um, we know he's going to do the peripheral stuff, he's going to get some rebounds, dish out a couple assists, and and he's live for two or three steals. So he fills the box score at 5,700. Don't hate that. R.J. Barrett's definitely on the outside looking in. He looked terrible in that Brooklyn game. Um, and with Josh Hart there, I just, I don't see what the role is. Um, I mean, I, I think that Hart was the reason, or Barrett was the reason they acquired Hart. They just hadn't seen enough from him. Um, so good pickup there. I think I'd definitely play, play Hart over Barrett.
3: And they um, were trying to trade Barrett too. They just couldn't pull it off. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I love it.
2: All right, over here on the Atlanta side, um, I, I mean it's Trey Young for the ceiling. Typically for me, Murray is quite a bit cheaper, um, but I just I, he has a hard time finding that ceiling game as long as Trey Young is is alongside him. Um, if John Collins were to miss. I'm trying to think if there's anyone who might jump into the rotation and play a little bit more Sadiq Bay, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's probably just going to be Trey young for me on Atlanta. And I'm just chasing a ceiling there. I don't have a ton of interest in, in the other pieces. Um, How about you? What are you thinking for Atlanta here?
3: Yeah. um, I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, Capella's at six K and I mean, his ceiling, his ceiling will come out from time to time but I don't feel like I have to have him, um, you know, John Collins is back. He's 5,300. I think I consider it. I think that's cheap enough if he gets to to 30 minutes. You talked about Sadiq Bay. I mean, he only played 21 minutes against Charlotte, and that was a high-scoring uh, affair. I, I don't see him having too much impact against the Knicks. Um, you know, I think I think if I was going to play Sadiq Bay, I'd play Bogdanovich because of the scoring upside before I got to Bay, this game overall, like I said, Brunson, I know I'm jumping back, but Brunson is kind of just a deep tournament play because of he's just been Fuego. And I'm with you on Trey in terms of the ceiling. Other than that though, I don't really want too many pieces from this game. And this one's going to be up, up up-tempo game too, but the other ones are just bad defense on both sides versus a lopsided uh, defensive affair, probably from the Knicks. Where the, where the Hawks are going to have some gaping holes.
2: Yep. Um I think, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Trey Young is there. And the, the Bay thing is only if Collins is out. I agree with you completely. If Collins is in, I'm, I'm not touching Bay at 5K, definitely.
3: Yeah, yeah. All
2: right, let's go ahead and keep on moving here. We've got Miami um at the Brooklyn Nets. We have a 219.5 total in this game. Miami one-point favorites. Uh, Miami is missing some pieces here in this one. You've got Ty- Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry out. Um, Nikola Jovic and Victor Oladipo also remain out. Um, did not see a, an injury report for Brooklyn, so might be possible we see the de- debut of guys like Michael Bridges, um, Cam Johnson potentially, but I do not see an injury report yet, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, they've
3: already played a couple games.
2: Did Bridges play in the last one?
3: Yeah, Bridges played. Dinwiddie okay. played. Yeah, you're right. He did. Cam played. Yeah, they they played. So we we should be should be ready for takeoff.
2: All right, very good. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the Miami side here. Um, with uh, Hero and Lowry out, we should have some point guard minutes available. Who are you looking at here on the Miami side?
3: Yeah, definitely. Gabe Vincent. I mean, he's he's been playing big minutes past past two games, thirty four and. 41 minutes respectively so he's in consideration uh, you got max stress uh as well at, at 5k he's played huge minutes as well i think you can take shots on both of those guys and then bam and jimmy are still in play so th- that, those four guys are the guys i'd be targeting from miami to match up with brooklyn uh, should have a pretty good pace to it they're on the road um those are pieces to consider for all your bills
2: Absolutely agree with you. Um, Gabe Vincent at 4,800, I think, is is the first place I would look. Like He's going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. Um, Strew's playing big minutes, still just 5K. Um, that is a, a pretty significant bump, uh, bump from where we've seen him, but with no Tyler Hero in there. like Tyler Hero's had a massive usage rate season for the Heat. Obviously, Bam and Jimmy's still there, but Strew should be able to find some shots. Need him to do some scoring for sure to pay off that price tag. Um, but think he's in play. I think I'd go BAM over Jimmy. Um, just Jimmy seems to kind of yield at times. Um, he's up to 8,800. When he was in the low 8Ks, I was playing him quite a bit. But now that the price has come up to 8,800, I probably just find a couple extra hundred and get to BAM. Um, Martin is okay as a, as a value play. He's, he's down at 4,400 as well. Um, but yeah, Vincent. Vincent certainly my favorite target here on Miami. Um, I like him if I'm hunting for for a ceiling, and I'm Strews as a value. Don't mind him at all. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to the Brooklyn side here. Um, what do, what do you like here for Brooklyn?
3: So with Brooklyn, I, man, it, it's it's going to get real weird here because so then when he played. 33 minutes, right? You got Ben Simmons. He played thirty minutes. Um, Mikael Bridges is still playing. He played 29 minutes against the Knicks. The game before that, he played 34. Okay? Um, And that was, I guess, a little bit closer to to a blowout. Cam Thomas is playing minutes. I mean, they, they just got guys that are going to be playing minutes. Seth Curry, he's playing minutes. I just – I don't see the value in even worrying about Brooklyn here. Cam Johnson, 27 minutes. I think somebody's going to have a good game, Keith, but I can't tell you who it's going to be. And I think there's enough value with any of these other teams that we talked about. I'm just – I'm going to fade Brooklyn today. Miami, I know what's happening. Brooklyn, I have no clue.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um it's it's going to take us a few games to figure out. I think it's going to I don't think Brooklyn knows what their rotation looks like. Um just feels like they have too many wings. Um yeah. like it's be tough for them in to,
3: 30 minutes. I mean, it's all over the place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's going to be like that for a couple of weeks here, even coming out of the all break for them to like truly figure out how this rotation works. If I was taking a stab, I think Claxton is is still in play. Um I just, I, I don't feel great about the minutes. I just think per minute he can put up quite a few. Um, and Dinwiddie at 7,400. Like I probably, probably just go those two, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm not very interested at all here, especially with the tough matchup against Miami. Um, yeah. it, they're they're probably a fade for me as well. All right. Uh, we'll keep it rolling here as we move on over the Cleveland Cavaliers, visiting the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 217 total in this game. A Couple of good defenses. Philly is favored by two and a half. Um, Cleveland fully healthy. Nobody on the injury report here. Um, And Philadelphia, we have PJ Tucker listed probable. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz is not with the team. He's listed out. Um, And Joel Embiid listed listed questionable, but he's been playing through this Q tag for months or for weeks. Um,
3: So two pretty healthy teams here, by the way.
2: He is dominating. A couple of healthy teams here. Um, Let's start with the Cleveland side. Anything you
3: like for Cleveland? I'm not playing anybody from Cleveland.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Kind of with you. Tough, tough matchup <laughs> against Philly. Everybody healthy. Um, like We've seen Mitchell and Garland go out for their big games when one of the other is out. But with both of them in there, it's 10-game slate. I don't think it's worth trying to figure out who's going to have the big game. Um, both bigs healthy as well. Mobley and Allen eat, eat into each other a little bit too much. Slow-paced game, two really slow teams. Low total of uh, 17 here. So kind of with you, Not no interest for, in Cleveland for me. Um, how about Philly on the other side?
3: So I do – I'm always going to consider Embiid, man. Like I, I play him in pretty much against any team just because he can go out and get 70, 80 against anybody. I did want to highlight, though, and this isn't anything new, but I do think it's important. As long as Tobias Harris is mm-hmm. going to be sitting here in this low 5K range, I think you just take a shot every day. You don't have to have be be crazy, you know, overly exposed. But at 5,200, he's a guy that can put up 35 on the right night. I mean, at one point he was doing that every night. So at 5,200, I think you just play him every day. And then, you know, on the nights that he pops, you have him. On the nights that he doesn't pop, he'd probably get you 25. So just wanted to point that out. He's not, you know, he's not like a slam dunk, but I think he's worth getting in your bills for the price because he does have some upside.
2: Uh, with this game environment, I don't know if I can get, um, I don't know. Like, I don't mind the Embiid call. Like, he can absolutely smash any any slate. Um, 11-3. You need, what, 60, 65 out of him for him to be in play on this late, more than likely. He can do that against anybody, like you said. So I'm with you on Embiid. I'll, I'll grab a couple shares of him. Probably don't need to target Harden, Harden in this matchup. Uh, Maxi continuing to come off the bench. But he's still playing solid minutes. Um, there's some upside there. But, again, in, in this matchup, I'm not loving this Philly side. I probably – Embiid, I think, is the, is the only piece that I end up, end up getting to. Um, just a slow game environment t- – Cleveland is the top-ranked defense on the other side. So um, very taut for both of these teams here. Let's go ahead and keep on moving. Um, We've got a better total here with the Houston Rockets uh, traveling to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 235.5 is the total here. Oklahoma City is favored by 9.5. Both injury reports are fairly clean for Houston. Kevin Porter Jr. remains out. And for Oklahoma City, just Alexei Pokusevich is out. Um, Let's start with the Houston side here. Chief, anybody you like for Houston?
3: Yeah, give me Jalen Green. Man's a scoring machine. If he's going to score 30 points, I'm going to take him every night. Um, I know he's not scored 30 every night, but he's still playing pretty good minutes, so I don't hate it. We're starting to see uh, St. price come down uh, as relative to his performances. I'm not saying that, you know, to play him or not play him per se. I am saying that I think as his price comes down, he's worth considering for the upside that he has. So um, I don't know if he's going to go and put up a 50 spot tonight, but he was 8,800 and pushing over 9K, I think, in some spots. I think you at least take a shot. Um, KJ Martin's been playing playing good minutes here recently, so I don't mind uh, taking a stab at him as well. but all in all, Jalen Green is my primary target from Houston, period.
2: Yeah, lo- love the Jalen Green call. Um, 6,800. He has upside for 40 actual points in this game without Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Um, o- Oklahoma City's actually been respectable on the defensive end this year, but the Rockets play fast. Um, he can certainly get there with, with no KPJ. And if Shangoon is is struggling, um, he's he's going to be the guy that gets it done. They obviously traded away some of those other pieces as well, like Aaron Go- Eric Gordon, um, Garrison Matthews no longer with the team. So there should be plenty of run here. I think you could see 35 minutes pretty easily out of Jalen Green. Agree with you on the Shangoon take. Like The price is starting to get back down to the range where he has some massive, up, massive upside again. Um, I, he's been struggling after just lighting it up for a couple weeks straight there. Uh, but now that he's back under 8K – totally fine taking some shots. Oklahoma City is susceptible inside as well, so this is a pretty good matchup for for Shane Goon. Don't mind paying up for him at all. On the Oklahoma City side, um, it's GA generally for me. The rest of the rotation is very difficult to figure out. Uh, Lou Dort missed a couple of games in there, so guys like Jalen Williams are priced up to 6K. Um, SGA at 10-5, just the usage he's been getting this year is incredible. He has taken another step forward, and and he's got a fantastic matchup here against Houston. Giddy is a guy who just fills the stat sheet. I think he's in play at 7,900 as well because of the matchup. Um, I don't know if I'm messing with this big situation in Oklahoma City. It depends on what other value opens up, Um, but you just can't trust any any, uh, Oklahoma City rotation whatsoever. Like, Even if you know the starting lineup, that doesn't mean it's going to be the starting lineup in the second half. Um, And it seems to be the center position that they mess with all the time. Um, JRE, I think, is expected back in this game. So that just adds another body here. Um, Jalen Williams has been starting at center. The other Jalen Williams um, with Kenrich Williams mixed in a little bit. Now we're adding JRE back to the mix. It's just kind of a disaster. So probably just paying up for SGA, maybe sprinkling a little bit of giddy for me. Um, Doored at 4,600. I suppose I don't mind a shot on that either. Uh, But how about you? What are you thinking here for OKC?
3: Well, I mean, how can they sit Jalen Williams with these last three performances? And I know it's a small sample size. I'm just, once again, right before the all-star break, the guy's got some momentum. I feel like the coaching staff lets him go and play another 35 minutes. I mean, his last three games, 50, 32, and 43 i this is a matchup with Houston. like at 6k okay. i i think i get him in my pool um and i don't think he's going to be high owned today i i just don't see how he's high owned with the value of miami the value that we're probably going to get in involved the value that we're going to get with the Spurs like i i mean and i do like Ken not kim rich i do like like kelvin johnson straight up of course more than Jalen williams but Man, at six K matchup with Houston, the guy's been been playing a lot better here as we approach the All Star break. I, I think I take some shots. I don't have to sell you on SGA. I mean, you, you guys already know. Like he, he's been. I mean, he's having a great season with one of the worst teams in basketball. I, I just he's been fantastic. I, I think I think you get him in for sure.
2: Totally agree. All right. This next game, it's the last game of the eight o'clock window. So I already know this is the one you were talking about, but I, I think I had it pegged before we started talking about, we've got a good one here. Utah jazz at the Memphis Grizzlies, two thirty-nine, highest total on the slate. I believe uh, Memphis is seven and a half point or seven point favorites. Currently uh, Utah has a clean injury report outside of, they are still trying to figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook and um, So unless they come to some sort of agreement on a buyout or they decide that he's going to remain with the team, I would not expect to see him. On the Memphis side, pretty clean as well. Uh, Steven Adams remains out. Um, Let's see here. Go ahead and start with the Utah side. What do you got for Utah in this big total here?
3: So the thing about Utah is now that these guys are kind of out of town and Westbrook's not playing – Colin Sexton continues to play big minutes. And this is go, this should be um, a, a fairly tough game for them. But Utah's playing at a high pace. I like Sexton. You know, Laurie marketing is 9,100. And while it feels very yucky, I mean, he's been fairly consistent this year, putting up 43-ish with upside for 60. If this game is competitive, you know, he'll be in the mix. THT. You know, we saw his minutes come down against Indiana. I think I'm willing to roll the dice one more time to see if we get it back up to that 27-minute window. Uh, and if that's the case, he's in play. So I, I just think overall, you know, this is a spot where Utah's going to play up and down. We know where the production is going to come from. We haven't talked about Memphis, but they have a pretty condensed rotation for the most part. Like, you, you know who's going to play when and where. And this is just a good game environment. I, I I like it a ton.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I don't love the pricing on on Utah marketing like you mentioned, especially. Um, Sexton is stu- is still too cheap. Definitely agree with you there. Um, uh, but it's a fairly tough matchup against Memphis. Um, but there is a a massive total in this game. We know we want to target some Memphis pieces for sure. Um, so the Sexton call definitely. Um, and Tht like. I don't know. I don't like he only played 19 minutes in that last one. If he can get back into that mid twenties range, we saw him play really well for a couple of games there. Like if he gets the run, he's a guy that will produce. So I, I think THT is worth, worth taking some shots on as well. Um Kessler with Noah Adams on the other side. I, I think I can get to him at 500. Um He just had foul
3: trouble the other game. He had like exactly. 22 fantasy points in the first half and then just, fouled again and came out and it just, it just didn't work, but he's got massive upside here.
2: He was playing really well before that, but like you said, foul trouble in the last one, Um, 15 rebounds in the game before that though. So he certainly has that upside Uh, before that he was scoring quite a bit, Um, literally upside for, for 20 points and 10 rebounds or even more than that on the rebounding side. Um, So don't mind that at 5,900. Olinick, not a guy I love to play. The price has come up a little bit, but there's still upside there. Um, fifty-one hundred. If you, he, he'd be more of like a last piece in type. Um, he does have that power forward eligibility, which helps fit him into lineups where Kessler is is center only. Um, so wouldn't wouldn't kick him out of a lineup if I landed with fifty-one hundred left. Um, all right, let's go over to the Memphis side. Obviously, we've got John Morant as, as the big story here. What else are you liking for for Memphis?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't hate Desmond Bain in this spot either, man. 7100. I mean, 3 of his last 5 he's been over 40 and one of them he was at 38 and a half uh against the Bulls, but I mean, this guy he, he continues to score, he he continues to do it all. Like if and it's crazy because I know in today's age like we really don't have to like box score watch because we got so much data at our fingertips. But sometimes I still like to do it because I just want to see the production. Like, how many shots has he been taking? I mean, he's pretty much going to score 20 points. He's pretty much going to get you five rebounds and five assists most game, Most games. And then it's, does he go for 25? Does he get seven assists? Does he get eight? Does he pick up a couple steals and blocks? Like, he's been very productive. And it doesn't even seem like it, but he's basically a walking 40-point fantasy score and he's 7,100. Like, sign me up. I, I, that's what we want. So I'm in on uh, on Desmond Bain for sure. Uh, Dylan Brooks, man, did he just fall off a cliff? Like, what is happening? Just no production, but 4,300 against Utah. I, I don't want to play him, but it's just, it's just very interesting how things can turn. I wish Jaron Jackson would just buckle up and do what Desmond Bain does and score 40 points a game, but he doesn't. So he's going to get the fade for me, um, but Ja and bane, consistency upside plug them in against Utah.
2: Yep, same page with you there. Um, ja just had, like has massive upside; could be the the top scorer on the entire slate. Um, Desmond Bain that consistency that you talked about is is the big thing. Like before, he's just a shooter, uh, but he's doing a little bit of everything. He's filling up the the stat sheet. So he's always been able to score. Now he's doing some other things really well. Um, Just a very consistent performer. Utah is a bottom five defense. Um, Just great stuff here from Desmond Bain. Love that call 7,100, a little bit too cheap for this matchup against Utah. Um, Ja, one of my favorite spends on the slate. I think you can look at depending on who they start um, at the center position, if it's Brandon Clark, or if it's uh, Xavier Tillman like I don't hate them as value plays Clark has that power forward eligibility so he's easier to play if if he ends up grabbing the start they've kind of been back and forth between these two with Adams out but I think there's upside here Um, especially in a matchup against Utah I wouldn't hate some shots on them agree with like Dylan Brooks man I don't know exactly where he's gone to um Maybe they told him to stop shooting finally, and that's the best thing for him. He's still playing great defense, but like, like the usage has completely fallen off. And I for, honestly, for Memphis, that's probably the right decision. But,
3: um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Keith. Oh man, they told him to shooting. That's before. <laughs> well, that's what it is.
2: He's just not taking near as many shots as as he was, and He's the not. price has fallen down to 4,300. If he ends up taking 10 shots again, he could certainly pay that price off. Um, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know if I need to take shots on Dylan Brooks on a on a ten game slate. But. all right, anything else here for Memphis? or Are we ready to move on?
3: Negative. Next game. All
2: righty, we've got the Dallas Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets. Two twenty six and a half total here. Denver eight point favorites. Uh, Dallas injury report has a couple of key names on it: uh, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Christian Wood, all listed as questionable. Maxi Cleaver, Davis Bertans remain out. Um, we've got Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray listed questionable. Uh, Zeke Naji is listed as out. Um, so the Dallas side, obviously we need to see what happens with some of these secondary pieces here. Quick uh, Christian Wood has really seen his role reduced. Um, but we've got Luca and, Ka- and the Kyrie show here. They played really well together in their last game. Um, tough tougher matchup here against Denver. Uh, what do you think of this Dallas side here, Chief?
3: Um, It's just Luka and Kyrie. And I, and I say that because so when it was just Luka, mostly I only just played Luka, and now it's Luka and Kyrie, but Dinwiddie's gone and Dorian Finney-Smith is gone. And, you know, they've got Josh Green, who they don't actually have to pass the ball to unless they absolutely want to. They've got Cleaver and Hardaway, who – they don't have to pass these guys the ball. I, I They could go down and take both of them take 30 shots a game. And I don't think anybody would say anything to them. My point is, I just don't think there's any value in taking anyone outside of those two, unless there's drastic injuries happening. And I know if Hardaway sits, I do think that helps Josh Green because he has played uh, fairly well. Um, in this this new setup, he still played 38 minutes against Minnesota the other night. He just shot three for eleven, right? So I do like him. Um, but all in all, I mean, this is the Luke and Kyrie show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think with his as, as much as these guys are doing, um, it's gonna be tough for some of these other pieces to to meet value. Um, obviously, we were playing a ton of Mavericks when while Luca was out, um Kyrie and Kyrie was completely smashing was very curious to see um, how they would fit together. They both had outstanding games in that last one against Minnesota. Uh, both were over 50 fantasy points. I think Kyrie does impact Luca's ceiling a little bit, um, as in his 80-point fantasy ceiling. Yeah. You won't see that I as agree. often. But he's still going to hit 65, 70 fantasy points fairly frequently here, I think. Um, he yeah. just he does so much with the, with the triple-double upside. Um. You just, well the he is I, to I think we're
3: gonna I, I think we'll see that price get adjusted too like he's 117 right now I mean we've seen him over 12K uh in in just recent games just against minnesota he was over 12. uh sacramento he was over 12. he was over 12 against the pelicans that was before Kyrie but maybe we see a slight price adjustment we could get down to 11 2-ish I mean that's that's pretty much play him everyday territory at that point
2: Yep, absolutely. Um, definitely agree with you there. And even that even though he's still priced up a little bit, um, he's fallen under 12k, like you mentioned. Like it would not surprise anyone if Luca came out and put up a 30-point triple double in, in any game, any matchup. So um yep. definitely still still playing him. Saw it out of Kyrie last game that he he can have success alongside of Luca. So I don't hate going to him at 10 one. And then I kind of agree with you with, like, definitely no way I'm playing Christian Wood at that price if he's in. Um, He's just not seeing any minutes. Hardaway, pretty scoring dependent, and I don't know how many shots are going to be around with Luca and Kyrie both in the lineup. Um, Same with Reggie Bullock. Like, there's just, there's nothing, like, Josh Green, I think his price is going to be on the way down as well. Maybe if he gets, like, below 4K, you can start taking some shots on Josh Green. But with Luca missing the time, some of these dairy Dallas pieces are just priced up too much at this point. So play the studs and move on. Let's go ahead and move over to the Denver side where we have another fantastic player in Nicole Jokic. He is priced all the way up to 11.8. Um What are you feeling on the Denver side here? Is Jokic worth paying up for today?
3: He is if Murray and, and Gordon sit. I can tell you that. And um, they're out. I, I am in on Jokic big time. I'd also consider Bruce Brown at fifty two hundred. Um, you know, I, I think because Bruce Brown kind of ends up in this point guard hybrid role. You know, KCP he plays big minutes. Michael Porter Jr. he ends up playing big minutes. Um, you know, he he's the most expensive of the bunch, so maybe I leave him on the outside looking in. But Jokic KCP. And Brown, I, I would absolutely consider in this spot against Dallas. They're at home. Dallas has got Dallas has got to pick up the altitude bug and travel up there. And so, you know, I, maybe it slows them down just enough for Denver to just keep pushing the envelope here, uh, especially – and they might need this home court advantage if Gordon and uh, and Murray sit. And I think they've sat they, – they for sure sat the last game. I'm not sure if they're going to sit this one, but – uh, but if they sit, man, I'm all aboard the the, uh, the Nikola Jokic trade.
2: Yeah, completely agree. If if Murray and Gordon are out, fire up all the Jokic. Um, and I don't have a, a great read on whether they're playing or not either. Like being the last game before the All Star break, it's it would not surprise me if they just go ahead and and let them get a little bit of extra time off. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And if that is the case, Jokic going to be the top spend on the slate. If they're in there, like you can always play Jokic for the ceiling. Um, I don't know that he would be my favorite target just because this is a, a bit of a slower game environment, um, but he could he could certainly smash in, in any spot. So would still grab a couple of shares at least, just wouldn't be the priority that he is for me if Murray and Gordon are out. Um, and then the Bruce Brown call, if Murray is out, I think he is certainly in play. You know what? If either one of them are out, Bruce Pounder is just kind of that guy they plug into whichever piece is missing. Um, super yeah. versatile guy. Um, he should get plenty of run, even if just one of them were to be out. Uh, so I'm interested at 5,200. Uh, KCP, 4,500, depending on what other value on the slate. You know he's going to be out there for the minutes. It's just what he does with those minutes. Um, need him to make a couple of threes for sure. Uh, but don't, don't hate that at 4,500. All right, I think that does it for the Denver side. Let's go ahead and move on to the last game of the evening. We have the New Orleans Pelicans at the Los Angeles Lakers, 233.5 total in this one. Lakers favored by 2.5 here. We have C.J. McCollum with a questionable tag for the Pelicans, while Zion Williamson and Daniels remain out for the Lakers. They have Anthony Davis listed probable in LeBron James as questionable. Um, go ahead and start here on the New Orleans side. Obviously, waiting on some big news here, um, with CJ McCollum. Uh, but what are you looking at here for the Pelicans?
3: Yeah, if CJ McCollum is out, then you're going to end up in a situation where you know, Jose Alvarado is going to play close to 30 minutes. I think you, you consider him at 3,700. That's a really good price for him. Um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas is down to 5,800. Like, this is where I start taking shots. So, JV is a guy that, generally speaking, I avoid. Once he starts getting in the mid to low 5Ks, I start taking shots because I don't know when he's going to have the 50-point, 25-minute game, but they always happen. Like, once or twice a month, he just pops. 5,800, you know, I'm going to get some exposure. Sign me up. Uh, You know, we've seen Brandon Ingram play well. I think he's pretty much priced where he should be now. Um, so i don't I like Brandon ingram I don't love Brandon Ingram like uh Cj would absolutely have to sit um a guy that's that has come in and stepped into a little minor role here is Josh Richardson 3900 playing big minutes uh I, if he's gonna get 35 minutes at 3900 in this spot like I'm in. This is a professional basketball player. I mean, you know, played at Miami, played with the Spurs, paid his dues. If he's going to play here, let's rock and roll.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised to see those Josh Richardson minutes as well. Um, don't hate that call at they all. It caught he was, me way off guard. I thought he was yeah. going to
3: be like, so because they weren't playing Murray, they, I mean, Graham, they weren't playing Devontae. So, in my mind, I just thought, oh, you know, he's just a piece that he played 30-plus minutes. I, I was totally shocked.
2: Yeah. Um, I I thought they liked, uh Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, like Herb Jones. Like, they had plenty of wings. I'm trying to figure out who even – who was that defensive. Um, looks like Herb Jones only played 24 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, Ingram was in. McCollum was in. No, McCollum was out that game. I think that's why C-, C J was out that last game. That Richardson got all that run. Um, yeah. but that's I, what I'm saying. If I I don't C. hate C. this out it, again. Like, oh yeah, then then Richardson's the, the best value on the slate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally agree with you there, and and I would have a lot of interest in Brandon Ingram if if C J is out too. Agree, he's. Price where he should be if McCollum plays, but without CJ, I think Brandon Ingram would be a fantastic play. Um, if CJ's in, I don't hate him at 7,700. Um, he certainly has some upside, obviously. Yeah. Um, with Ingram back, man, there's a, some a thunderstorm going on outside my window here. <laughs>
3: um,
2: I don't know if you can hear that thunder or not, but um. Yeah, Valentinus don't hate that call. Like he has always got ceiling. Like I would never play the guy in a cash game, but you could always talk me no. into taking a tournament share on him um, because he he can just absolutely explode in any any game. So
3: and he always does it. Nobody's playing him. He's two hundred, and you're like, wait a minute. He put up seventy tonight. What? It's it's <laughs> yeah. so crazy.
2: Absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about our last team of the night, the Lakers. Obviously depending on the stars, Um, LeBron plays through the questionable tag all the time, AD listed as probable. So I'm going to assume full strength here. you thinking that they're going to be full strength as well, or you think you have reason to believe LeBron might sit this one out?
3: Well, supposedly they said he was eyeing a return right before the break to play against the Pelicans. So I'm going to assume he's in, and if that's the case, I kind of don't want to play any Lakers. Like I know either LeBron or AD is going to go off maybe both, but you know, I trust some of the other studs more. D'Angelo Russell's in the fold now. He's sixty-eight hundred, but this is not Minnesota where he's going to go off for forty and score twenty points. And it, it's just—it's such an interesting situation. I um, I kind of don't want to play the Lakers. It's weird, but I just yeah, it's I don't now if LeBron sits, if LeBron happens to sit again. Like I, I'm in on a lot of these guys, Schroeder, stuff like that. But I think LeBron's yeah. going to play, so I just it's 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 a weird team. Even though the other pieces are cheap, outside of uh, AD and LeBron.
2: Yeah, I very similar thoughts. Like if LeBron is in, I think he would be my target. Um, just haven't seen it from AD recently and they're, they're priced like similarly, right, right next to each other. So I think I'd just lean LeBron there. If they're, if they're both in, um, i agree with you. I can't play anybody else here on the Lakers, um, with Russell taking up a ton of st- like the role, probably not getting to anybody, but LeBron, if, if he plays, if he's out, then I think you can look at, at D'Angelo Russell, I think would be a great play Davis. Obviously you could even look yeah. at guys like Hachimura, um, Vanderbilt like I I think you could get pretty pretty deep into this Lakers rotation if LeBron were to sit Um, other than that I think that that about does it for us you want to go ahead and uh, play the morning grind game
3: absolutely
2: all right let's do it Um, I'm gonna be flying uh, I didn't have time to to write down any answers before we got on so I'm gonna be flying uh, by the seat of my pants here but Let's go ahead and get started here. <laughs> uh under 5K uh, to go 7x. Who you got?
3: Um so this this was a tough one for me. Um but I think because we've got a lot of options. I think I'm gonna go with Devontae Graham. I, I think that's just at 4K.
2: Yep, I love that. That's the one I was just looking at. So now I am scrambling to pivot here. Um, Let's see here. I love that call. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go. And Mark Williams is just over 5K. Uh, Let's see here. One second. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with some Chicago value. Give me, give me, Desunmu, um at 4,400. Yeah. Hopefully, I get Caruso out. Probably need Caruso out for that to happen. Um, but if he does, you could see Io play 32 minutes or something like that. I think he's got a shot to get it done. Um, how about over 8K to go under 5X? Who's the bust of the day?
3: Yeah, give me, give me Julius Ray. I just, I'm just not feeling it. I think you know, all the pieces there now, I, I just don't see him. I don't think he goes over 50 in this spot.
2: I agree with you. Uh, Brunson playing so well. Um, I like that call. Um, I'm going to go James Harden. Really tough matchup against Cleveland, slow game yep. environment. Um, I think Embiid's the guy. So uh, I'll, I'll take Harden to go under five. Um, how about a 6X play?
3: Uh, so many of these, so many of these, but I'm going to kind of go with a guy that I've talked about. I feel like he's been getting there and he's just underpriced. Give me, give me Desmond Bain at 7,100.
2: Love that call. uh great spot for Bain. Jaws, obviously fantastic, but like you made some great points about the consistency of Bain. Like he's just doing like 20, 25 and five every single night. So absolutely yeah. love that. Certainly has upside too because he can get hot from behind the arc. Um, I'm going to go Gabe Vincent uh, against Brooklyn, 4,800, no Lowry. hero, no um, no Lowry. So Gabe Vincent should get his run, has a great chance uh, to put up a big night here. Um, how about your GPP play of the day?
3: Listen, man, I don't think it's going to get much weirder than this. Um, give me Andre Drummond, 3,400. I mean, that's I mean that's about as squirrely as I can get, but man, I do like it.
2: I like that call as well. Um, think that especially with a little bit of um, couple of bench guys out as well, could find his way into fifteen plus minutes, um, and we know he can he could just put up tons of fantasy points in the time that he's out there. Um, love that call. I'm kind of on the same page with this one. Um, Mark Williams, I think, is going to be fairly popular in this awesome game environment against the Spurs. Um, But we've seen Nick Richards put up over a fantasy point per minute as well. If he can get a little bit of extra run, um, get him into that 18 to 20-minute range, um, I think he could be sneaky good at 3,500. So give me Nick Richardson against the Spurs. Nick Richards, rather. Um, All right, anything standing out bets-wise for you um, over under against the spread?
3: Um, I, I think, didn't the, the Charlotte Spurs game come out, open at 241? Is that where it opened? Because if so, yes, as crazy as this sounds, correct. I'm going to take the over in this game. I mean, we just saw them play Atlanta. And it was 144, 138 with, with Charlotte. I mean, 140, 14, 244, basically what we're asking for is, you know, both teams to score over 120. It, it seems low. I mean, it, it seems high until you realize neither of these teams play defense. I I think I like the over here.
2: Yeah. I like that call. I mean, th- nobody plays defense and they both, they both play up tempo. So I, I like that. Yeah. Call. Um, it's a, it's a massive total, but certainly one that I think could, could end up over. Um, Memphis is sitting minus seven at home against Utah and, I just I don't know that Utah is going to be able to hang in this game. Um, I don't. If it was in Utah, I, w- I totally could. Would think seven was was a fair number. Um, even lower than that, I think. But being in Memphis, uh, Utah trading away some of the pieces of that that team that was playing above their head, in my opinion, um, I like me- mm-hmm. Memphis minus seven. All right. Um, do you have any any props that you're on um, night before here?
3: Not yet, man. I'll, I'll dig in tomorrow and hopefully it all comes together for me. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't put together any yet. Um, you, I will say this, if you can get Joel Embiid, you know, anywhere around 16 and a half, 15 and a half, first half points, he'll probably be 16 or 17 and a half. You can still take it, man. Like I don't think people realize Joel Embiid scores about 18 to 20 points in the first home. It's, it's insane really. So, um, you know, that, that might be something you get at prize picks or something like that. Um, I think, yeah, they've already got it. You know what? Give me Gordon Hayward over 15 and a half points. He's been scoring the ball recently. I think that's still a little bit too low considering where he's at now with the team in a matchup with the Spurs at 15 and a half. That's tasty.
2: All right, and we know you're going to be dropping plenty of plays in the morning in, in the prop shop. Um, so make sure you're getting in the, the RG discord, um, over at, at, uh, chief's prop shop. Uh, anything else you got before we get on out of here? Well,
3: no, sir. I'm good to go, man. A, a pleasure. Uh, I got to hang out in Nashville. So that was fun. And, uh, hopefully we, we get to do it again real soon.
2: Yep, definitely. Um, everyone bearing with my first time hosting here, uh, on the morning, morning grind, but, Happy to fill in for for Stevie anytime. Uh, Big, big thanks to Will for joining me. Uh, But that will wrap us up for this 10-game slate on Wednesday. Um, We will be back tomorrow with a shorter slate in the NBA, but one last one
3: uh, before the All-Star break. We will catch you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks.